I rap and that was a joke. It was a big fucking joke. Pause. I'm not gonna cry right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a big joke. To who? To a lot of people. The music, the money, the madness, the men And last, the honey, the baddest, the ten What's up everybody, welcome back to Sammy's Place, I am Sam A uh, Today I want to talk a bit about female rapper Lady May She's been one of my favorite rappers for the longest time uh, I'm still upset with what happened to her The labels, they suck, they really fucked up She really had the potential to be great in hip-hop and was headed that way if you ask me She could have been up there with like Little Kim and Foxy Brown She had her own identity, her own sound And that's really hard to do in hip-hop especially as a female rapper, to make your own lane. And labels, they do this shit all the fucking time. There's gonna be other stories that I tell you that are very similar to this. They just don't know what to do with the artist because they don't know the artist. I first discovered Lady May in the June 2002 issue of The Source. There was this ad promoting her debut album, Mayday, and her first single, Roundup, featuring Blue Contrail. The fucking banjo, I don't know what it was, it just, it did something for me, I never heard anything like it, still, to this day, never heard anything like it, so it was very different for me, and Blue's voice complimented the song perfectly, Lady May, given this is my first time listening to her, she really stood out to me. Her voice, her delivery, her wordplay. She really held herself down on that track. Um, when you have a singer singing that much, majority of the song like that, but yet your vocals are everywhere and your presence is known, that's a big fucking thing. She was signed with D.Dot Angeletti's label Crazy Cat. If you don't know who that is, he's produced major hits for like Diddy, Biggie, Little Kim, Mary J. Blige, like everybody, okay? They got a deal with Arista, which L.A. Reid was head of at the time. Um, the album was supposed to come out, it's said spring 2002, but then it was pushed back to July. There was only a few songs available at the time. One song was uh, Rob Jackson's Boom 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 that featured Lady May. Rob Jackson was also signed with Arista at the time. Arista made this crew of new rappers they just put on called the Arista Cats, and, and Lady May and Rob Jackson were part of it. Get your hands up! Get your hands up! My persona, Dolce Gabbana, and the whip with my chicks in a clip of marijuana. Um, the other track I came across was Dick and Doe. This was supposed to be the second single. What bitches do for the dick and the dough. I know you know when it come to hoes. What we do for the dick and the dough. Whether friend or foe, right under your nose. There's rules to the shit. I want you to know. One, don't brag around fake bitches. About how good a big your man's dick is. This was Lady May's take on Biggie's Ten Crack Commandments. There was a video for it apparently, but it never got released. So as I'm hearing more of Lady May, there was nothing I didn't like, which is rare. I started coming across these features and remixes she was on, like Pink's Get the Party Started. Got to know how cash is. 
the Donnell Jones Put Me Down remix featuring her and Styles P. But for whatever reason, she wasn't in the video. She was featured on G-Dep's album, Child of the Ghetto, on a song called Smash on the First Night. You can also catch her in his video, Special Delivery. You want a what? You don't want a chick like me. You want a slut. Take me in the cut, let you put it in my butt. Do you bust enough on my comforter? Uh-uh. Her and Foxy Brown were on... Uh, Jenny's Get Into Something remix produced by Marion Winans. On Pirellas, on Sellers, with no worries, me and my girlies. We get it drunk, gon' get drunk, silly. And later, it, bag a big willet. Now, this was around the time Foxy was rolling with Bad Boy. So I'm guessing because of Lady May being with Dida and his connection to Bad Boy, she was working with a lot of Diddy's artists. Uh, there's supposedly a remix to Lady May's Glamorous Girls that features Foxy Brown. Music thumping at the bar, and jumping, humping, bump, bump, bumping. Also, this one track I kept reading about in interviews uh, called Concentration. These songs never leak. Anyway, so the day comes. Lady May's album was supposed to come out. It didn't. I never experienced the pushback before, so I was confused by this. Like, why is this album not out? The cashier at the music store was just like, as it says it's coming out in August now. For me, Roundup was huge. So I didn't understand how the album didn't get released yet. But later on, when I learned more about music and how it works, I learned its chart position and yeah, it wasn't good. It peaked at number 93 on the Billboard Hot R&B Hip Hop songs. So nobody liked it apparently but me. And later discovered Lady May didn't even like the fucking song herself. It was actually intended for Blue Contrail's Bittersweet album who was also signed with Arista. May did a short verse on it and the label wanted more of her on it and then pinned it as Lady May's lead single. Being able to promote like both albums at the same time. Lady May said her and D-Dot originally wanted something more street and sexy for her album, but the label was pushing more for like club tracks. The album still didn't come out in August, and now this time there's no expected date, but she was later featured on Snoop Dogg's album Doggy Style All-Star Volume 1 on a track called Don't Fight the Feeling uh, with Nate Dogg, Cameron, and Superfly. Yeah. I see the big picture, the big figures, big riches, nine inches with a crew of jig bitches, half bitches, ambitious, mad riches, black sixes, cruise by with sacks Lady Me was able to get on anything to make it hot, whether it was West or East, you know, she, she always delivered and she fit right in. Now I'm just waiting for anything, a single, a release date, something, anything. I started seeing her in a lot of urban magazines, like Vibe, The Source, Black Men, and especially Black Hair magazines promoting the album May Day. Um, freestyles from various mixtapes were coming out bit by bit saying the album's coming, but still no album or single. All this is doing is creating even more of a hype for her album for me. I was getting, I was very teased. Hey yo, the goddess oh. right here with the jump in the oh. air. And a little something, something oh. for the public to hear. Little flavor in your air for a minute or two. Sit and listen to this real shit I'm spitting to you. Eventually the album leaked. I was able to finally hear Mayday. There was not one bad song on that album. The album had production by some big names, Kanye West, Rock Wilder, Megahertz, and of course D-Dot, and a few others, I think. Um, it featured artist Sherry Dennis, I think I'm saying that right, <laughs> Memphis, Bleak, and Diddy. Again, bad boy artists. So, so many songs capable of being singles. From beginning to end, the album is a classic. May proved she was great, and she was really going to be big in hip-hop had she just had the proper machine behind her. That's all she needed. Labels just don't know what to do with the artist. They had some bangers on that fucking album and they didn't push for another video or single. Dick and Doe was sick, yeah, but I mean, there's so many others on that the album that could have been a second single, mainly like What Up, featuring Diddy, produced by Rock Wilder.
can do whatever now. What up, what up? That song needed to be a single. With the proper video and because of the sound at the time, it would have done well. Rockwaller had some hits back then. This could have been May's big hit, especially having Diddy on. Labels make the worst choices in singles a lot of the time. And then there was Wood on the Street. Must be the mocha, mixing my chocha. The guy niggas going la vida loca. Word on the street is May is hot now. Word on the street is I got your spot now. Word on the street is I got y'all bitches pissing. Used to be a fan, now I'm competition. Uh, when I first heard Word on the street, like uh, it's like a punch to the fucking face. Uh, lyrically, M Lady May is saying that like she's now competition. I love that. That was my fucking favorite thing. What I loved about the album was the variety in it. It offered a lot of different sounds that flowed really well into each other. Lady May was more than just a hot club track. I got to hear a different side of her on that album, a more personal side on tracks like like one of my favorites, uh, My Blues. I know what going low is, I know what broke is, I know where the end of my rope is, and when it rains it pulls for show. Look around, not one umbrella to hold. On here she gets really personal, she gets deep, talks about her struggles, uh, things she wants and trying to make it in life. Another one that displays her storytelling skills is Unborn. Uh, this song's about having an abortion. I should have crashed on the parkway in the blacks thinking about his first words and his first steps. Code of college, big dreams, how can I? Can I? Strong enough am I? So the fact that she's, she was so ballsy enough to, to touch on that, that made me respect Lady May a lot. As a writer, a real artist, she was way more than just a rapper. She spoke about real shit and she created movies with her stories and her songs. And the bangers went really hard, y'all. Like 8 million stories that fucking every time that song comes on, y'all, I gotta turn it the fuck up. It was crazy the way the whole shit went down. Kinda hard to recall cause I'm bent right now. Was a few years ago, I don't know, maybe sooner. Somebody in the Bronx has started this ill rumor. Like she just goes hard on that one. The beat is insane too. The whole fucking song nuts. Having this album now show me May deserve to be up there with Kim and Foxy. The album unfortunately never came out. And back then the internet wasn't like today, so we didn't have social media. Uh, and we didn't have all this thing that could connect with other artists and to know what's going on. So I knew nothing of what was going on. And February 2003 came, I got some freestyle of hers one morning, announcing her seven, seven or eight page lingerie spread in the Source magazine. I actually skipped school that day to go get it. and. This said something to me. This said the album is still coming. Even though it was like due in August, it's now February 2003. Uh, it felt like this album was actually still coming, still. But, but it didn't. Later in May 2003, Lady May appeared on a track called Seven Deadly Sins with other female rappers like Vita, Angie Martinez, Remy Ma, Amil, and a few others. Uh, this was off DJ K Slay's album, The Street Sweeper Volume 1. Catch May in the Benz with the blue halogen, doing a buck ten on the major D-gen. Page a beep and more cash you get. May is all about the chips on some savage shit. Last song I ever heard of Lady May was on Willow Ford's A Toast to Men. Which, yeah, it wasn't exactly great, but I mean, Lady May killed her parts. She seemed to be going by the name of May then. She did a few movies, Annie Be Real and Up Against the Eight Ball. Uh, she has some rated credits on a few tracks for JLo's 2007 album, Brave, and, and then that was it. There's been no word of Lady May since. I didn't. I had no idea what happened to her album, or what happened with Dida, Arista, whatever. Obviously, she got dropped at one point, but I didn't know when or how or why. 
Um, it actually wasn't until recently, like I think what, 2019, 2020, when an interview she did with Choke, and I think this was like from like 2004, and she explains a lot of her journey and what happened. A lot of shit I didn't know. So she gets into detail how she left home at 15. She's from Long Island. Uh, she started as a backup dancer for Big Daddy Kane, LL Cool J, and Jodeci, like a, a few others. And she was in a rap must commercial. Oh yeah, girl! Got to a few groups, but they never worked out. She met D Dot. She was then known as Mae West. Love or hater, Mae West hater. Doc call me up from the minus to the major. Handle my biz, now bitches call neighbors. Close to my enemies, eyes on my neighbors. Um, she was in a group called Desert Rose, and that was with Swiss Beats' ex-baby mama, R&B singer Mishonda. I don't like when my pockets hollow. Mae West, fly bitch with the Ferragamo. Write checks today, write checks tomorrow. Oh. I don't like own none, I don't, I don't like to borrow. They were signed with Crazy Cat, and they were featured on a few of DDoT's mixtapes. Uh, Lady May explained she didn't want to be in any more groups at that time. Uh, she said it would always fuck up, and she expressed this concern to Mishonda, but decided for whatever reason to give it a go, and they landed a deal with Columbia. But then Mishonda fucked off with Swiss, because he was making bigger moves at the time, and that left Lady May in a contract with Columbia for six months that she was trying to get out of. And then she told DDOT she wants to do this solo. A lot of people were telling her she can't do it. She's too pretty to rap. She looks like an R&B singer. You know, here Lady May has this voice for rap. It sounds deep it's, and it has this force behind it. But then she looks like a model. She's sexy as fuck. You think this would be the idea for what's marketable, but apparently not. Oh, call me TD, pussy got him running back. Toronto, Terrell Davis, Bronco. Every street, avenue, boulevard, and block notes. always get close. I always got those. You know, the, she said it was hard for her to be taken seriously as a rapper. You're gonna do that rap thing. It was always like, May, come on, why are you rapping? You're too cute <laughs> to rap. And that's a statement that I don't understand. What the fuck you want me to look like a fucking mompy? Like, I gotta look like a mompy to fucking rap. Men would often laugh at her. Um, she also said that, you know, the way men make deals, she's been, many times she's been offered deals in very sleazy ways, let's say. So I could just imagine the type of bullshit she had to deal with, just being a, a woman in hip-hop. D-Dot, though, he said he's down and he believed in her, um, so she said they landed a deal with Arista. And the thing with Arista and, like, L.A. Reid is that Lady May suspected that... Her deal with Arista was made through relationships with DDOT more so than the label or LA Reid actually believing in her. So that's where she feels like they kind of just didn't give a fuck about her. She went on to saying her and DDOT recorded a lot of material, made a lot of albums. So DDOT has all this, I believe, hopefully. And hopefully one day he releases it for us. All this Lady May music. And then I learned what happened with her album. She said since the single Roundup flop, there was nothing. No plan of action from the label. So she went out and made these things happen herself. She met the DJs to be featured on their mixtapes. She, she got into all these magazines and uh, those features, remixes and everything. She did that herself. So the source spread was getting her recognition finally. Um, she said people were starting to notice her on the streets. And there she was in front of L.A. Reid while he's flipping through, through the spread and telling her this isn't going to work. And then he's just telling him, like, what are you talking about? We got, like, eight pages in the magazine and stuff. Like, we need to drop a single, a video of the album. Like, he said, no, I want you to be my Missy. You're coming off too hardcore. And he dropped it from Arista. And Mayday, the album, was shelved.
So she was pissed off about that. Obviously, I'd be fucking pissed off as shit too. I mean, I feel for Lady May. Cause can can you imagine? Leaving home at 15, bouncing from deal to deal with groups, sleeping at bus stations and shit, finally landing that solo spot and then going as far as it takes to put out an album, doing everything right, everything you need to do to put out an album, but the only thing fucking up is your label. They're not making any movement to release the album. I can imagine what that does to your self-esteem. Yo, you're probably really thinking twice about this shit and you're, you're discouraged as fuck. I'm not the only one who knows she could have been big in hip-hop. Still to this day, she's being brought up time to time, but no one knows where the fuck she is. She has no social media. D-Dot doesn't even know where she is, apparently. L.A. Reid fucked that up big time. Lady May had so much potential. She had a lot of bangers on her album that could have been singles. I'm now can be offensive. You know I get defensive. You know I'm superficial and my taste is expensive. I know you do things for me you normally wouldn't. Do it anyway, even if I tell you you shouldn't. And what she added to other people's songs with the verses and as a featured artist, not a lot of people can do that. Keep my intention and, and want more and more. Everything she touched was fire, yo. I have never heard one bad song or verse from Lady May. Even to this day, randomly coming across stuff I've never heard or seen, I still get as excited as I did when I was 13. And Lady May still never disappoints. 15, I'm running, wanted to establish a name. I came in the game, dancing for Big Daddy Kane. In videos, I wanted more than two minutes of fame. Wanted the same, wanted plaques on my walls in a frame. So back to Arista and Ellie Reed, I forgot to mention this part. When Lady May, this is the thing that fucking irks me the most, okay? This is, this pisses me off because he was aware. Uh, when Lady May went to go meet with Arista and the suits of Arista, including Ellie Reed, she literally wore a sheer dress. So, and nothing but a fucking thong, that's all you saw, titties and all, nipples and shit. She said herself she was desperate and you kind of do these things when you're desperate, but she was also very vocal about how she uses sex to sell. Well, because she was sexy as shit. So obviously you're gonna use that to your advantage, right? And most labels, they were trying to turn every girl into some sort of fucking sex object anyway. So what the fuck was the issue? That was my thing. And then he has an issue with this fucking seven or eight page spread of her in lingerie. Like, fuck off. So after she was let go from Arista, her contract with DDOT was up too. She thought, should she stay with DDOT or go elsewhere? Uh, she was with him for five years, had many doors closed in her face and shit. So, I, you know, it's only natural for her to feel she wanted to do something new. So they parted ways. I could be wrong because I don't know exactly everything that happened. There's probably way more to the story and shit. But I feel like if she stayed with him, it would have worked out somewhere. He's connected to Bad Boy. So having that relationship could have gotten Lady May like somewhere. I'm actually surprised she never signed with Bad Boy. Not sure that would have been good though because, you know, Bad Boy has his rep. But regardless, I feel she really could have been big had she continue with DDoT. They complimented each other's sounds so well. I've never heard anyone like Lady May ever. Although the album never got properly released, it's still it's still a major classic to me in hip-hop. I still listen to it to this day. Even her other stuff, the features, remixes, freestyles, all that shit. Lady May was smart. She was no dumb bitch. Like you listen to her music and she she gives really good advice. You know, there's times in life where things happen and I look back, I think back to like lyrics that she said and then it's like, yo, she's fucking right. She's not just spitting shit and facts, like she's, she's giving you good fucking advice in life. Lady May is huge to me. And for those who know her music, understand me. They feel the frustration. She deserved so much more. And all she needed was the right label behind her. I just want to know where she is. Where is Lady May? There's so many of us who want to connect with her, show our appreciation for her and her music. 
Her music's been such a huge part to the soundtrack of my life. She's been a huge influence on me as a writer, as a rapper. Yeah, she's a female. I don't give a fuck. There's nobody like Lady May, okay? I just hope she's well. She's enjoying life like she wanted. So before I sign off, DDOT recently released another version of her album Mayday on his band camp. I will leave a link in the description. It includes different track listing with interludes and other songs that weren't on the leaked version from 2002. So support and let's get DDOT to release more of her music because there's apparently a lot more we haven't heard. So you knew you wanted to do this all your life? Yeah, for a minute. I knew I wanted to write and, you know, get into that thing. And uh -huh. Derek thought I had a great rap voice, and we took it from there. Okay, give me some influences. Who inspired you? Salt and Pepper, all the women in hip-hop, really, because it's a hard game right, for women right, to get right, into right. the game and do their thing. So, okay. you know. Okay.